Do you know him? Do you know him? Yes. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm so thankful that we have the privilege to be able to know him today. If you've trusted in Christ as your Savior, you've experienced the, the whole meaning of Christmas, really. Christmas that we celebrate every December 25th. This month we talk about all the different things that of presence and all kinds of preparations for that day, but the reality of it is, is that we're, we're just remembering the greatest gift that was given, the Lord Jesus Christ. God gave His Son. I'm so thankful for what He's done for us. He truly is the King of Heaven. I appreciate that song. What a beautiful song. I want you to take your Bible, if you would, turn to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We're going to sing a little bit more at the end of the service, but I, wanted to, I want us to take our attention now. We're talking about that special night that Christ was born. All the events that took place to it, that first Noel, we've, sp- we've sang about that. We're talking about coming and adoring Him, worshiping Him. Acts of worship that we see with the wise men. They came to Jesus as a young child and what they did. How they took time out of their schedule to recognize the Messiah coming into the world. To recognize the King of kings, the Lord of lords, coming down in the flesh and taking on the form of, of a boy, a baby boy. And I want you to look here in this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 2, and I want us to look here, and, and we, we always think about the wise men at this time of the year. You hear songs that talk about it. You One of the characters that are many times in manger scenes, even though that's not correct. It was a few years after approximately after Christ was born, that the wise men came. But that's okay. We like to include them because they're part of the Christmas story. I understand that. But I want us to read what the Bible has to say and, and want to look at the question of why were the wise men wise? Why were they wise? Let's look at it. Look, if you would, there, verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now when you see the word Christ, that being interpreted for us would be Messiah. That's what it's talking about. All right, where the Messiah, where Christ should be born. Verse 5, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet... And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you so much for what we're celebrating today. 
Thank you for being God, a God that's not untouchable, a God that loves us, a God that has reached down to us. Lord, you've given us your word. Lord, you have given us your son. Lord, you offer to us eternal life, and for those who have received that gift, have everlasting life, and we thank you and praise you for it today. Lord, I pray that we would allow you truly to be the center of all that we do at this time, every day in our life, as a matter of fact. Lord, I pray that we would worship you with our life. And Lord, that we would focus on you these next few moments. Lord, that we would challenge ourselves and look within our hearts. Lord, that we would truly be wise, that we would seek you, desire to know you, desire to worship you with our lives. Lord, speak to our hearts now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Talking about these wise men. Let me ask you, how many were there? How many wise men were there? Does anybody know? All right, we hear three. We three kings of Orient are. We sing songs like that, but do you realize the Bible doesn't tell us how many wise men there were? Now, we surmise, based on the number of gifts that were given, that there was three wise men, but we really don't know the number. We don't know specifically where they were from. There were some that believed they came from Babylon, came from the east, we don't know exactly where they were from. We don't know how many they were. Um, we, we don't know who they were. Um, some would say they were kings. Some said that they were maybe priests. There's many different people that say things. There's a lot of things we don't know. And the only thing we can know for absolute certain is what the Word of God says about these wise men. And the one thing I know for absolute certain about these wise men is this. They were wise. Really simple, isn't it? It sounds like, uh, you know, a lot to try to comprehend. It's not. They were simply wise men, and they were called wise. And, you know, it's interesting. If you look at the word wise, if you look up the Greek word, it, comes, it actually is the root word that we have for magi or magic. Now, they didn't do magic tricks or anything like that, but in that day, they would have been called those that were wise because they were magi. They were, they were men that were very um, uh, uh, much in knowledge. They had a lot of understanding. They were ones that studied the stars, they, many people believe, and uh, they studied the heavens, the workings of the heavens. Someone suggested that if they were around today, they would be simply oriental uh, scientists, you might say. They would have been astronomers, uh, people that looked at astronomy and followed the stars. And so these men, they were probably well-educated, very intelligent, deserving of the title wise or magi. But I believe what truly made them wise was not their education. It was not their intellect. It wasn't the fact that they had been educated with perhaps the finest education of the day. What I believe that made them wise was their actions and what they did, how they behaved. You know, we can glean much from these men from the Christmas story that will show us what truly makes them wise. And we can look at our own life and decide, are we being wise? Have we been wise? Are we acting? Are we living wise? And I just want to look at a very simple message today, three things that we see that truly describes the fact that they were wise. And the first thing I want you to notice is that they were wise in their decision. They were wise in their decision. These men, they made a decision to seek out and find uh, he that would be born the king of the Jews. This decision was based on their studies, the information that they had available to them. They had the stars that they, would, they were looking at. They were following the stars. They had science that they followed after. And they had scripture. I believe that they were looking to scripture all the way up to Daniel. There was things that were written that they could have seen in prophecy about the coming Messiah. And while the study of science in our day has led many away from the Creator, these men were led, and rightly so, into knowing that there was a God who intervened in the affairs of men. 
They were able to look at and see that there was a God. They saw it in all of creation. They looked out and saw all those stars. Can you imagine that day? You ever been out on a dark night when, man, it just seems like there's millions of stars out there? You ever tried counting them? Good luck. You can't do it. There's no way we can even count the galaxies, much less name them or find them all. These men, can you imagine looking out there and seeing the vastness of what they were seeing with their human eye? And in that day, they didn't see much more beyond that. But can you imagine, you've seen it at night, and you look out there and you say, wow, where did this all come from? These men believed that there was a higher power. They believed that there was a God up in heaven that had created all of that. And God was directing them in their life. These men, they believed that, that God had created the world. In Psalm 19.1, I love what the psalmist says. He says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. You know, the heavens are the canvas of God. You look around. This time of the year, I don't understand how people cannot even remember what Christmas is all about. This time of the year, I can't imagine why people would want to replace. And I say this time of the year, I'll tell you what, all times of the year, there's so many people today that are denying that there's a God. And yet I say to you, just look outside and see what God has created. Look at the complexities of the human body. Look at how God has created the vast universe. Look at the beauty of it all. I believe these men, they saw that. And they, these men of the Christmas story not only made a decision to come to Christ on, on, based on science, but also because of a star. God had revealed that star to them. And though they were experts in the study of stars, they had some uh, point located. Uh, at some point, they got to the place where they located a star that they had never seen before. That here they are. They're seeing something that's different in the charts they've been keeping and all the knowledge that they had from the past and following the stars. Now they have something that's risen in the sky that's so different. The Messiah has come. I believe there was something else that was involved in the decision as well. It wasn't just the star. It wasn't just the, the, the knowledge that they had of science. But I also believe that they had scripture like I mentioned a moment ago. They had scripture. It has been suggested that these men were not only experts in the study of the heavens, but in prophecy as well. They made a connection there. They had looked at the prophecy that was going to be foretold. And obviously they knew better than, than Herod did when they came to Jerusalem. They had been studying the scriptures. They had looked and they would seen and they had the knowledge of scripture to know that the Messiah was coming and they knew that he was going to come and when they saw that as a sign, they knew that he had come. You know what's amazing today is that you and I, we have much more information than they did. Look right there what you have in your, would you hold your Bible up right now? You have the inerrant, infallible word of God right there. God has given it to us. We have so much knowledge. These men were wise in their decision. These men were wise in making the decision to follow after and to follow that star. And what's amazing to me is the knowledge that they had was nowhere near the knowledge that we have. And yet these men, they were willing to drop everything. When I say drop, I'm talking about everyday life. They had to make preparations for this trip. There was things they had to do in preparation. But then they traveled. And can you imagine months? And they traveled and they left everything. And they were willing to do all of that for what reason? For what purpose? They wanted to greet the Messiah. They wanted to come and to worship Him. They brought gifts of worship to Him. They wanted to come and they wanted to see the Messiah. What a decision they made. Many times today we forget what Christmas is all about. It's not wise. Many times today if serving God or following God costs anything. 
It's a hard decision to make, and it shouldn't be. Here, these men, they were wise because of the decision they made. Secondly, they were wise in their discovery. Wise in their discovery. In the studies, they probably had discovered many beautiful and wonderful things. But they had not discovered anything like what they did when they found the Lord Jesus Christ, that child. Nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. All the things they discovered prior to that was nothing like what they saw when they saw Jesus, the Christ child. In Christ Jesus, they discovered the Messiah. They discovered the King of the Jews, the King of Kings, the star that would come out of Judah, the bright and morning star. That's what they were looking for, and they found that. That's what they saw there in that child there that day in that, that home as a young child. You know, this morning... The world is filled with many wonders. There's all kinds of wonderful things. I've seen many of them with my own eyes. Many wonderful things. We emphasize to our children and young people the importance also of a good education. And yes, it's important that they need to study. They need to to, to get through school. They need to do a good job. But let me ask you this. What will it gain us or them if our studies is all we have and we don't discover Jesus Christ? So much knowledge today. Talk about literacy and the, the, the world in which we live in. There's so much knowledge as far as man is concerned, but there's so many people today that have all this head knowledge, and yet they don't have the heart knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. There's Christians today also that have got that heart knowledge, but they're so worried about all the things and the knowledge and things of this world that they're, they're, they're not investing in what is most important and valuable Things that will last for eternity. You see, we come up short if we only discover certain truths about him. We need to dig in further. And education is important, yes, but many people today are missing Jesus because they have all this knowledge up here, but don't have a, a personal knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what's sad? It's not just people that are lost that have lost that that knowledge of God. A person's born again and they know Christ their Savior, but they've not gotten to know Him better. Christmas goes by one year after the other, and yet they don't know Him any better than they did last year. I don't know about you with my kids, though. Every year that goes by, I get to know my kids more. I get to know them more. I know my wife more today than I did last year. Every birthday that goes by... I get to know them more. Each year goes by, I know her. I know what she wants. I know what her favorite food is. I get to know her. How do I get to know that? Because I spend time with her. I talk with her. I love her. Let me ask you, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ? Hey, do you know him better today than you did last year? We're getting ready to celebrate his birthday. What you giving to Christ this year for birthday? His birthday, by the way. Do you know him? Do we love him? What are we giving to him? Here, these men, they made a decision. These men, they were following after what God had laid on their heart, what God had directed them through Scripture, through nature. God had revealed it to them. They discovered who he was. And thirdly and lastly, they were wise in their devotion. They were devoted to him. When they found the Christ, what did they do? What did they do? They worshipped him. They laid those gifts down before him. 
They gave themselves unto him. They gave something that was valuable to him. They worshipped him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They realized who was there before them. They couldn't help but worship him. They gave him gifts. What gifts are you giving to the Lord? Worship. We use that word a lot. This service is called the 11 o'clock worship service. But do we actually worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Do we worship him? I can tell you this, unless you come into this place to worship the Lord at that 11 o'clock hour, unless you come in prepared for worship, you're not going to worship at 11 o'clock. And if you've not been worshiping him through the week, you're not going to worship him at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning only. You've got to worship him with your life. And then we come together corporately as a body of believers and we worship him together as a body and lift up his name and, and, and say, God, you are worthy of our worship. It means something then. It means something. Here these men, by what they did, I can see their dedication. By what they did, I can see their devotion. I can see the fact that they were willing to lay down everything in life to go what God had led them to do. They were willing to take a step by faith and step out. Can you imagine following a star because you read something in the Bible and God laid it on your heart and said, hey, this is what's going to happen and you just followed it? It kind of sounds like just surrendering your life to the Lord, doesn't it? kind of sounds like being a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And not being conformed to this world, being transformed by the renewing of our mind that may prove what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. God has a will for your life. And the question is, are we devoted to him? You know what's awesome? He's devoted to you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You're a child of God. You've trusted in Christ your Savior. There'll never be a time in your life right now and for eternity future where you'll be separated from Him because He'll never leave you. But are we devoted to Him? Are we devoted to Him? Do we worship Him with our life? What gifts could we give Christ at Christmas? How about just giving Him ourself? Saying, Lord, I surrender to you. I give you myself. Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Lord, I'm going to be devoted to you. See, it's not just enough knowing about him. It's not just enough. But being devoted to following Christ. Now, if you're here this morning, you've never trusted in Christ as your Savior, the very first step in following Christ is becoming a child of God, is by being born again. It's coming to the place of realizing you cannot get to heaven in your own good works, your own way, your own self-righteousness. You can't get to heaven through some religion, through some church. You have to come to a place in your life, just like Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, when you've been born again. Nicodemus was a religious man, but he wasn't born again. Christ challenged him. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again today? If not, the greatest thing you could do is receive Christ as your Savior. By the way, that's what Christmas is about, receiving the gift of Jesus Christ as your Savior. Do you know Christ today? Put your trust in Him, plus nothing else. Believe that He died on Calvary's cross for you, that He rose again the third day. See, you don't have to add anything to it. The gift's already been bought and paid for. 
It's like God has it wrapped up and he's offering it to you. And for you to receive it, you simply must realize that you're a sinner needing a Savior. And say, God, I believe. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again. I want to receive that gift. I know I'm a sinner. I don't deserve it. God, I'm turning away from my sin. I'm turning toward you. I accept that gift. You remember that time when you did? Remember the day you got saved? Greatest gift of all, and you received it. Let me ask you, will you receive it today if you haven't? Let me ask you, if you've received it, will you worship him with your life? Will you lay your life at his feet and say, Lord, I'll give you whatever I have. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, beautiful gifts. But the greatest gift you could possibly give would be to give the Lord Jesus Christ yourself. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed as we pray. Lord, we thank you for who you are, our God, our Father. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, thank you so much for coming.